Working behind the bar was never really hard work. Yes, it was busy and clients can always be challenging, but the ambience in a bar setting is mostly fun and a great socialisation opportunity, especially for an introvert like Mackenzie. Trump's was the main bar and bistro area of the hotel and Mackenzie was often left in charge because she was very reliable. The owners of the hotel and their immediate family all held management and admin roles within the business, except for Tom. He loved working behind the bar. He was married to Beth, the publican's daughter. Beth and Tom had two cute little girls and she was always eager to finish her shift in reception to go home and spend time with them. They quite often tag-teamed so that one of them was always at home with their children. Beth's older sister Danny was a fairly serious woman and Mackenzie was very conscious of her style. She also worked in the business, but the staff were definitely seen and treated as the hired help. Mackenzie never minded this about Danny because in spite of her superior personality default, she had a great sense of humour. It was well hidden beneath her somewhat cool exterior. However, Mackenzie could tell that she was a survivor. Studying people was easy, especially when you felt inconspicuous to those around you, and Mackenzie never felt noticed. Danny was married to a local businessman, her second marriage. Andrew was quite tall, a lot taller than Danny, and he was, she noticed, very observant of those around him especially women. Mackenzie was nice to him, mostly because she had to be, but she never felt comfortable when he was around. Her debut into this particular hotel was for Mackenzie not quite the baptism of fire that she had encountered at her first pub job. Experience is everything, and once you learn a new skill and perfect it, the next opportunity can be approached with a greater level of confidence. In that moment, her memories of that time came rushing in with Marie teaching her how to pull beer using a bucket. At the time, she thought it was quite ridiculous. However, on her first attempt, she realised why the bucket was time critical. The art of flicking the bar tap on and off may come naturally to some, However, it did not occur to Mackenzie at the time that learning to pull a beer is an art form to be mastered and like riding a bike, it is something you don't really forget, once learned. What she also never forgot was the day that she had entered the cool room to get two glasses of red wine. Why they kept red wine in a cool room she never really got, probably because it was cheap cask wine, not the good stuff that came in bottles. And she turned around with her two glasses in hand, and there was her boss, Tony. She never took exception to the fact that he looked at her in a manner which was less than appropriate, or that he had previously declared that she had childbearing hips, whatever that meant. What she took exception to was the feeling of being trapped, and even though she had only recently turned 18, she was not going to let this get out of hand. So she said her words slowly and with purpose whilst holding his gaze. 
I suggest you turn around and walk out of here. Or we are going to land in some hot water here, Tony. He guffawed, saying, What sort of hot water are we talking about, Mackenzie? His eyes were watching her, gauging her reaction, and she remained cool as she stated, Well, the kind that has you wearing two glasses of red wine all over that pristine white shirt of yours. And then you going out to explain to your dear wife, because I'm sure I saw her sitting at the bar, didn't I? How your lovely white pristine shirt suddenly is covered in red wine? He smiled at her, not really a dangerous or threatening smile, more that of a cat toying with his prey to see which way it would run. He said you wouldn't dare, to which Mackenzie smiled, a big smile, as she said, well, why don't you take another step toward me and let's find out, shall we? With that, she stepped forward and he moved out of her way. It wasn't long after that afternoon that Tony started putting Mackenzie on the late shift and leaving her in charge. Had it all been a test? She never knew and she never asked. Some questions are better left unanswered. Even though she was experienced, Mackenzie felt that if she volunteered to work for free for a month, her prospective employer may hire her once they saw how good she really was behind the bar and with customers in general. The pub was her second job. Her first was in finance and Mackenzie had taken the second job to support her current lifestyle. She lived with her boyfriend Greg, having moved to town and moved in with him fairly quickly thereafter. Naivety had been her mother's undoing in life and Mackenzie didn't even realise that she was travelling the same road herself. You see, it had been agreed that Greg would pay the rent and Mackenzie would pay for food and bills. It seemed fair at the time. However, Greg had made sure that she never knew that his rent was cheap. Real cheap. And her contribution was at least 15 times higher than his. Hindsight is indeed a wonderful trait to have. Mackenzie was not surprised when Danny told her after two shifts that she was now on the payroll. Albeit, she was fully prepared to work out the month as she had originally offered. She was a woman of principle. She soon got used to her regular shifts on Friday night and Saturday day. However, the ability to work late and start early was at times challenging. Her uniform for behind the bar was fairly simple. Back in the day, no branded shirts back then, a simple white blouse teamed with black pants or a skirt. Mackenzie always chose the skirt. She was a fan of lingerie and she had always enjoyed the feel of wearing suspenders and stockings under her skirts with silk or satin and lace camis and French knickers or sexy little bodysuits that accented her ample bust. Mackenzie was quite tall, she loved her height and she had a reasonably athletic figure with a bust that turned the eye of many men and women too. From time to time she would be required to work a midweek shift especially if it was a busy week in town. Mackenzie had worked the prior weekend and having found herself rostered on for that Wednesday and Thursday night, which was somewhat unexpected, she had to psych herself up for the fact that there would be no me time for her. Being single held its advantages and even though she was living with Greg, she still saw herself as single, 
After all, they were not engaged, just living together. Greg had been married once before, and his relationship lasted less than a year. She was apparently having a steamy affair with one of the lads from her work office, and when Greg left for work, the other man didn't think twice about jumping into someone else's bed or wife for that matter. Thank you very much. He eventually set a trap to catch them out and he had once told Mackenzie that he had been warned by many of his friends and his brother as to her sexual antics. It seemed on reflection that they had both gotten caught up in the pomp and ceremony of a big fancy wedding and had somewhere along the way lost each other. They would remain friends and even though Greg had assured her that he was not going back to her, he had lied to Mackenzie taking her into his bed one night for cuddles only, he assured her. Naive and foolish she may have been, stupid she was not. She was fully aware that the feelings so soon after a breakup would have been raw and even though he had left her for cheating, he was still in love with her. Compromise would become a lesson that Mackenzie would turn into an art form until she finally realised that she was stronger alone than with him. Stay tuned, dear readers. Much love, Audrey.